Welcome to the Purposeful Parenting Podcast. I'm Harriet Rowe, wife and mother of four adult children, three girls and one boy, all graduates of the United States Military Academy at West Point. Grab a cup of tea or coffee, get cozy, and take in your weekly dose of Purposeful Parenting. Here we go. Last week, we took a look at earning your child's trust and things that you need to do in order to do that. As we mentioned, trust is foundational to human relationships, and it's important to teach your child about trust. It's also important that you teach your child about distrust. It's important that you teach your child that not everyone is to be trusted. Now, how do you go about teaching your child this? Well, as you might suspect, I will tell you the place to turn for guidance on how to do this is the Bible. Now, the Bible tells us that we must acknowledge that all humans, you, me, your mom, your dad, your children, are sinful. Now, some of you may already know that, and others may be thinking, what? What do you mean all of us are are sinful? Well, we are all born with what we call a sin nature. Romans 3.23 tells us, for all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Now, because of this, it's very likely that your trust is going to be broken in different relationships. Now, why? It's because we're human and people will disappoint each other. Now, this doesn't mean that we're not, that we're to avoid relationships. God wants us to interact with each other. He wants us to fellowship with each other. This doesn't mean to avoid relationships at all. So remember that you need fellowship and you need to interact as do your children. What it does mean is that we should not expect anyone to be perfect. And therefore, we must not put our entire trust in any human. We must rely on God first and know that he is the one that we are to put our ultimate trust in. And we need to teach our children this. Psalms 118.8 says, it is better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in man. And Proverbs 3, 5 through 6, trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will direct your paths. God wants us to know that we cannot blindly trust everyone with everything. And we certainly cannot trust everyone with our children. And we need to teach our children that they must not trust everyone. Now, you need to do this in a way that you don't scare them, that they're, they become afraid of their own shadow. Once again, you rely on the word and God's guidance to show you how to do this. But children must be taught 
about distrust. You know, that feeling of doubt that you have towards someone or something. Teach your children to recognize the motives that are not pure. Proverbs 13, 20 states, whoever walks with the wise becomes wise, but the companion of fools will suffer harm. You need to also encourage them to stay away from people who have values that go against the values that you have taught them, the values that go against the word of God. Now, this doesn't mean that you just say to them, you can't be friends with that child, with that other student. You can't be friends with him, or I don't want you hanging around with them. You need to explain why you would rather have them not hang around with a certain person or a certain group. As they say, birds of a feather always stick together, and you will know a person by the company they keep. 1 Corinthians 15.33 says, Do not be deceived. Evil company corrupts good habits. So you must be discerning about the people you trust, and you must teach your children to do the same thing. Teach your children about discernment and the importance of following their intuition. They will know how to do this once again because they will see you following through that. They will see you leaning on the word of God. In his book, Protecting the Gift, Gavin De Becker says, to protect your child, you must believe in yourself. Safety starts with knowing that your intuition about people is a brilliant guardian. Your intuition about people is a brilliant guardian. Now, here's an example of that. Imagine, if you will, a female walking down the street. She has her purse over her shoulder. And as she approaches this person, she gets this feeling that she really needs to cross the street. But you know what she does? She decides that she's not going to cross the street because I don't want him to think or her to think that um, I, I just don't like the way they look. I want to be socially acceptable and accept this person and don't want to make them feel uncomfortable. Well, as it turns out, she decides rather than listening to that still small voice or intuition, she continues on. Well, guess what? As she's crossing the, as she continues on, the person snatches her purse and runs away. If she had listened to that still small voice or her intuition, she would have been okay, but she didn't. Now, here's another story I want to tell you. When Allison was about, she must have been about two and a half years old because Lauren wasn't born yet. Without any warning, her temperature would go up. Well, one night, it was up to maybe 103 And I put her in the tub to bring the temperature down. And of course, I had given her the Tylenol and everything that she needed. As I was taking her out of the tub, wrapped her in a towel, I was getting ready to let the water out of the tub. 
and something said, no, leave the water. So that's what I did. I figured, you know, she's the only child. She's going to be with me. I'll just leave the water. And I pulled the door closed. Well, I put her in the bed with me as I would do when her temperature would be up uh, elevated like that. And she woke up and I reached over and she was burning up. And I picked her up, ran into the bathroom, and I could hear her labored breathing at first. And then all of a sudden, she went, (gasps) and she stopped breathing. Well, my inclination was to do mouth-to-mouth resuscitation, but that same voice said, no, the water. So I put her in that cold water, because obviously it was cold by now, because it had been there overnight. And all of a sudden, she went, in the meantime, obviously, Dennis was in the process of calling 911. Well, I tell you that because that is a perfect example of listening to and following my intuition. And Becker goes on also to say, when you listen to the natural signals of danger, you are teaching your children to listen as well. And that will save them a lot of conflict and self-doubt. Now, mind you, at the time, Allison was too little for me to say, oh, this is what happened and this is what we did. But over time, she has heard that story, as have her brother's brother and sisters. So they have been learning to listen and follow their intuition, simply because Each time they see that I have been experiencing something like that, they know to listen to it too. Now, in addition to teaching your children about discernment and following their intuition, there are some other things that you need to take in order, uh, steps that you need to take in order to keep them safe. First of all, you need to make sure that you spend your time with your children listening to them. You want to make sure that you know what's going on in their lives. You want to keep an open and honest line of communication going. Remember, an unhappy child who doesn't get attention at home or doesn't get comfort at home or support will look somewhere else for it. So you want to make sure you're taking time to let your child know that he or she is um, important and that you want to listen. Plus, it will make them feel comfortable coming to you if something does happen to them. And don't let your friends or your children's friends become their family. You want your children to know that you are their family, not their friends. Their friends are their friends. Also, you want to teach your children that they are loved by God. And because they're loved by God, they are to be respected. And you know what? You want to make sure you model this behavior by showing them respect also. Now, here's an example. If they're out in public you and they do something that you don't like, don't discipline them or act 
out in front of anybody to your child. You want to remain respectful. If you have to get up and go to the bathroom and take your child with you and tell them how they're misbehaving and that it needs to stop, then do that. But don't disrespect them in front of other people. Watch for teachable moments and reinforce the rules as it's they're needed. There might be something that comes up when you see um, something that's happening to a child and you want to point it out and say, okay, Sally, if this ever happens to you, this is what I want you to do. Now, we had a teachable, well, we've had a lot of teachable moments, obviously, but there was a show that was on television that we never would let our children watch, except there was one scene that I knew they needed to see. Now, this movie was or is Silence of the Lamb. Now, I'm sure if you've seen that thing, you know that you don't want your child sitting around watching it. Well, what Dennis and I did, we got to that point. If you've seen it, you'll know that there's a spot where a young girl is coming up to her apartment building and there is a man that it has a cast on his arm and he's trying to get a couch into a moving van. Now that in itself is a little ridiculous, but this girl decided she was going to go over and offer him some help. Well, that's what she did. And what she ended up doing, he ended up doing was pushing her into the moving van. Now that was the only portion of that movie that we let our kids watch. And we stopped it at that point and we said, remember, children cannot help adults. If you see an adult that's asking you for help, don't help them. You come to us as fast as you can, or you go to the person who's in charge of you. But don't think you can help an adult. That was a teachable moment. Make sure your children know the safety rules. Make sure you've gone through them, even if it's a a matter of having a um, password that they need in order to open the door or answer the phone. Just teach them things that you know will keep them safe. Talk to your children about how their day went. And what this does, listen to and get to know their personalities and how they respond. And then if you notice that there's a change in in their behavior or their attitude, then that's when you need to start digging deeper. Hey, it may only be something silly that happened at school. And of course, it wouldn't be silly to them. And you wouldn't want to say that, oh, what that's just silly. You don't want to minimize anything. But it may not be anything big. But if you sense that your child is out of sorts, you need to dig a little deeper and find out what's going on. And also, don't be one of these parents who will tell your kids, oh, I don't believe that. That person would never do that. You want to listen to your child and let them know that you will investigate something or that you certainly care about what they're saying. And you want to remain compassionate 
and non-judgmental when they're confiding in you. Be involved in your children's lives. You need to know their friends, know their teachers, and know their coaches so that if something comes up, you don't want to be one of those that says, uh, I don't know what the friend's name is, but I knew they were going to a party with them. That's not good at all. You need to make sure you know your child's friend. And some of these things, of course, goes into them being teenagers, but all throughout, you need to make sure you know who their your child's friends are. Make sure they know and they follow the safety rules on the internet, on texting, on all the social media stuff, on all this gaming, all of that stuff. Set rules, make sure they know, because I'm a amazed at some of the trouble that kids can get themselves into because of social media. And let your children see and know that it's okay to ask for help. And you know how they know this? Because they see that you don't have a problem with asking for help. And above all, and this might be the one, the last one I'm saying, but it is above all the most important. You need to pray together you need to pray alone. You need to let your children see you praying and you need to encourage them to pray. And when there is an answer to prayer, talk about it. Let your children know what you have found out and what how God has answered a prayer for you. The most important thing that a child could ever learn is the existence, the character and the plan of God for their lives. So you have to remember to teach your child to trust God first and foremost, and not to put his complete trust in others. And when he does, when he trusts in God first, then he will be free to trust others and know he'll know when not to. Well, Thank you so much once again for listening. And in the meantime, and until the next time, please remember to parent on purpose. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Purposeful Parenting. For more tips on parenting, or if you would like to reach out, please visit me on HarrietRow.com and follow me on Facebook Harriet Rowe. That's Harriet with two T's. I look forward to grabbing a cup of tea or coffee with you next week. Feel free to invite a friend. Until then, this is Harriet Rowe reminding you to parent on purpose.